This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Matthew chapter number 24. Matthew chapter number 24. We come to Matthew 24 to the Olivet Discourse. And uh, those of you who enjoy prophecy will be very familiar with the Olivet Discourse. And uh, we're going to take some time tonight to look at some things that are of great interest to lots of people and myself and recorded here in the Scripture. And I'm excited about sharing this with you. I want to, I'm reminded of a story that my pastor, uh, Clarence Sexton, told. The, one of the first churches he pastored. He, uh, it was this passage or one similar. He got up and preached and taught the scriptures. And he preached and taught a pre-tribulation, pre-millennial uh, stance on the return of Christ. And that's where I, that's where I land. Uh, and uh, he, he preached that and preached it loud and preached it clear. And the congregation listened. And he did the best he knew how to present the message. And at the conclusion of the service... One lady came up to him and, and pulled him to the side, and he, she said, Preacher, I am so glad to hear you preach that pre-tribulation rapture. She said, You know, me and you are the only two people in this whole church that believe that. <laughs> uh, any rate, I understand that when you open the Bible and you begin to teach and preach prophecy that... Uh, not everybody's going to agree. There are good people I know and love that won't agree with every point that I make. And quite frankly, there may come a day that I don't agree with every point that I make because I'm a student and I'm learning. Uh, I've been learning for a long time, but uh, I'm a student and I'm learning. And I believe the Bible makes some things very plain. And we're going to look in our Bibles tonight in Matthew chapter 24. And I'll begin reading. When you think about Matthew 24, and as I read it, I want you to be thinking about the tribulation. The tribulation period. This has nothing to do with the rapture. As a matter of fact, I believe the things that Jesus is getting ready to tell us in Matthew chapter 24, the church will not be present for. I believe the church will be raptured before that. Uh, but we have this tribulation. And there are some things here that I think will be a help to us and maybe clear up some questions. And as we preach through this, if you have questions, jot them down. I'll do my best to answer them. If you ask me and I don't know, I'll say, I don't know. But I'll do my best to find out. So let's, uh, let's read together, Matthew chapter 24. And if you want to know the timeline of this passage of Scripture, uh, the church has raptured. Uh, the Lord has called the church, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up together to meet the Lord in the air. It's an invisible rapture. The rapture can take place any time. The church is gone, and you and I that are saved, we're forever with the Lord. Uh, from that point forward forever, and uh, will always be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And, but the Jews and the nation of Israel and the world is affected by the tribulation. And we have here, beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says, Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. 
And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. And let me pay attention in verse 27. The Bible says, So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So it's going to be like the light coming out of the east. It's going to happen when no man imagined it's going to happen. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Look what the Bible says again in verse 30. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And tonight we'll talk about the 
second coming, the return of Christ. Now, I don't want you to confuse those, that term with the rapture of the church. I want to just lay some things out. I don't know about you, but when somebody starts talking about uh, taxes, you know what I want to know? I want to know how much is it going to cost me. You know what I mean? And somebody starts talking, the doctor starts talking about medical terms. And talking, I want to know, how is this going to affect me? I want to hear about it. And I'm fascinated. It's selfish, but that's how we are. I think about the coronavirus. I want to know how it's going to affect me. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I'm reading and studying the Scripture, it's, it's appropriate to take the Bible and apply it to yourself. And so I want to know... When I'm reading the Revelation, when I'm reading these prophecies from the Olivet Discourse, I want to know, where's Cody? How many of you are like me? I want to know where Cody is. Well, I want to give you just a, a synopsis of, of Bible prophecy. Uh, if Bible prophecy were a calendar, the next page that we turn on our calendar, the next event... The next thing that is going to happen is the rapture of the church. And I, I want to tell you about a few things. Sometimes we get things misconstrued and terminology messed up. The rapture of the church is disclosed to us in the book of 1 Thessalonians. And the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one of these words, is that, is that passage. So there's no testimony that anybody will see him. There's not a trumpet sound. It's as a matter of fact, it's one of those things that it's going to happen. And the world is going to be blind to it. Uh, everybody's not going to see Jesus. As a matter of fact, we're not going to see him until he brings us up into the clouds. And so shall we always see him forever and ever. Amen. We'll never leave his presence. The rapture is going to happen. The rapture is a good thing. It's a promise. It can happen any moment. And we should be ready. Uh, Jesus is going to call his church home. Now, this is what the Bible teaches. The rapture of the church. I mean, nothing else has to happen before the rapture can take place. Before this message is over, the rapture can take place. And... Uh, that's encouraging if you're right with God. That's scary if you're running from God. The rapture can take place any moment. It's going to be in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. As soon as the rapture take place, takes place, then the tribulation begins. The tribulation is a period of seven years. Uh, so much of the book of Revelation is, uh, is given to us describing the tribulation. And I'll just have you know something. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. Uh, now, there's terms that get confusing. I've watched uh, good, sound people talk about the return of Christ and the rapture and the tribulation. They use different terms that often mean the same thing. If you hear somebody talk about De Daniel's 70th week, guess what that is? The rapture. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to confuse me. Daniel's 70th week is the tribulation. It's a seven-year period. The tribulation, Daniel's 70th week, the same thing. Have you ever heard anybody talk about the time of Daniel's, uh, time of Jacob's trouble? Uh, that's the tribulation. Have you heard anybody talk about the beginning of sorrows? 
And we'll see it described here. The beginning of sorrows is a description of the first three and a half years of the tribulation. You've heard folks talk about the great tribulation. There's something that happens right in the middle in the three and a half year point. And beyond that, you have the great tribulation. As a matter of fact, in the tribulation, you have three and a half years of perils that we can identify with that are earthly and natural. But the great tribulation, the second three and a half years, is a period where there's supernatural destruction, and it's awful. So you have the rapture. It could happen any moment. When the rapture takes place, the tribulation begins at the end of those seven years. There's a great battle, the battle of Armageddon. And uh, we have lot, there's lots of folks very fascinated with this battle. And uh, there's lots of description of it, the depth of the blood and the, the carnage of uh, the battle of Armageddon. But Jesus Christ comes out victoriously. The battle of, the Ar- of, the battle of Armageddon. It's the end of the beginning. And the battle of Armageddon, Jesus wins the battle. The devil is bound and cast in the great abyss and for a thousand years Jesus Christ rules and reigns on earth and where's Cody going to be? Well all this time while the tribulation has been going on I've been with the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when Jesus comes back I'm going with him to the battle. I'm not going to fight. Don't have to. I'll be there. When the, millennium, when the millennial reign of Christ begins, I'm going to be right there. God's people, saved people, have the opportunity to be ruling and reigning and living with Jesus in a perfect earth, in a, in a, in a, not a perfect earth, but in a place that in God's original design for a thousand years of years. Now, sometimes that's hard to wrap your brains around, but that's what the Bible teaches. I believe it. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. I don't spend a whole lot of time imagining it because I'm sure I'm imagining it wrong. But I can guarantee you this. If that's what God has designed for his children, it's going to be sweet. A thousand years. And we're going to get rewarded for a thousand years for our lives as they've been invested for the Lord in eternity here on this planet, on this earth. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.